Hello and welcome to this audio recording of the Research Roundup for the research published between the 11th and the 17th of January 2022. I'm Katrina Pears, the Research Correspondent for the ME Association. There have been a range of new studies on ME-CFS research this week, with five new research studies as well as nine studies on long COVID. We have highlighted two of the studies. Paper one is from the well-known research group, which we have seen a number of studies from of late, Van Kampan et al. This research group focuses on orthostatic intolerance and cerebral blood flow. This study differs as the researchers investigate whether patients with frequent syncope spells, which is fainting, previously who have been diagnosed with conversion or psychogenic pseudosyncope, PPS, might have another explanation for their fainting spells other than behaviour psychiatric disorders. The results from this study show that reduced blood flow may offer an explanation for the fainting spells in those patients which have previously been diagnosed with psychiatric disorders, which questions previous diagnosis. It is refreshing to see a study of this nature, further showing that ME-CFS is a physical illness and not in the mind. This study not only measures heart rate, blood, blood pressure during a tilt test, but also blood flow to the brain, allowing other explanations for their fainting spells. The small scale study is a shame, with only 30 patients being used in each group. However, I would think it is rather unlikely that a larger sample size would produce a different result. I asked the authors of the paper for a comment on their study and the reasoning behind their study. They said, the reason to study patients with the diagnosis of psychogenic pseudosyncope in the past. That diagnosis was made by a neurologist. To accurately diagnose PPS, other causes that could explain the fainting spells should be excluded. For example, low blood glucose levels, epilepsy, a stroke and very low or very high heart rate should be ruled out. Thus, the take-home message is that if you have a diagnosis of ME-CFS and a diagnosis of PPS, the chances are very high that the PPS diagnosis is wrong and you should ask for additional testing while standing like the method we use or ask for a transcranial dropler or ask for a specialist who is experienced in diagnosing orthostatic intolerance based on your complaints. In this way you may receive proper treatment for orthostatic intolerance instead of cancelling. Please note that this is a shortened version of the full comment provided by the authors which the unabbreviated version can be found below the abstract for paper 1. Paper 3 compares ME-CFS and cancer-related fatigue, finding common elements in these two conditions and suggesting that stress is involved in the pathology of the disease. 
This study is a review article focusing mostly on cancer-related fatigue and trying to draw comparisons. There are a number of reasons why I'm not convinced by the strengths of this study. The researchers leading this study, their expertise lie in the area of radiation, which makes me question their knowledge on ME-CFS. This article was published in a special issue of Molecular Research in Radiobiology, which is not where we commonly see ME-CFS research. A whole section of the article relates to ionising radiation and its role in ME-CFS, and this theme runs throughout the whole research paper. However, this is not mentioned in the title, only briefly in the abstract, but it is an important part of the conclusion. The authors claim that fatigue as a common symptom may indicate the connection between ME-CFS and cancer-related fatigue. However, fatigue is a symptom of a number of different conditions, such as MS, fibromyalgia and depression. There are also a number of differences in the fatigue experienced by these two groups, such as post-exertional malaise, PEM, which is experienced by ME-CFS patients and not typically by cancer-related fatigue patients. The authors themselves say that currently the most evidence for the cause of ME-CFS is due to neurological dysfunction, where for cancer it's due to endocrine and immune dysfunction. Therefore, I'm not sure why they are trying to draw links between the two conditions when the likely process and cause differs. In conclusion, I do not feel this study adds to our understanding of ME-CFS, and the reasoning within the research seems very confused. I do not feel this warrants further investigation into radiation being a cause of fatigue onset. Thank you for listening to this audio recording of the weekly research roundup. I will be back next week with the next instalment.